ready for it? Yeah. Should we both say hello? One, two, three, and we'll do a nice little hello. That'd be nice. Yes. Uh, <coughs> ready. Three. Don't let, don't leave me hanging, Dan. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Because if you do, we okay, no, we do. Go on. Three, two, two one. one. Hello. Fuck off, Dan. So early. But nine. Not even a minute into the podcast. Not in thirty seconds. Are you fucking me over? Oh yeah. In episode two, you insult the way I look, and uh, you just you know, constantly put me down. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Huff. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Hello! Uh, welcome to episode 5 of Myths. Yes, it's the mythical podcast where we talk about ancient stories from Greece and Rome and other things as well. So we're your hosts, I'm Matt Hoss. I'm Dan Rhodes. And together we'll be taking you on a, an odyssey of fun and mirth. Isn't that right, Dan? That is that is right, yes. <laughs> um, you didn't seem so convinced no, by that. No, sorry, I, I, had, I was thinking of something. Um, I, was, I, was just tr- I was just reading uh, something that we've written here. Um... And Don't say we've written it, Dan. I mean, like, uh... <laughs> what? What's the most? <laughs> so I just no, it, no, no, no. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's just you've. Um, it's just uh, I was reading Miss Podcast, and because you've written down because <laughs> I don't, and I know you've done this passively aggressively because I can't remember what episode it was, but um, I basically did a terrible job. Yeah. At the end of the podcast of uh, reading out. Um, that you know when we do at the end and we say if you like us you know email us or tweet us and uh, I did a terrible job and ever since then you start each podcast by writing it down on a piece of paper (laughs) I I didn't do that intentionally but I definitely did not do it intentionally if you know what I mean Uh, is it because of that one episode where I actually I'll tell you what you did a lot better than I thought you would to be honest because I I assumed you just had no idea what social media was you're not really a savant of social media are you no I'm not really no, you know uh, when was the last status that you did? Oh, that is quite the last Facebook that I did was on, it was honestly a good like five years ago. Uh, I'm not sure if we talked about this in the podcast before, but uh, your Twitter is very unique because you had it for about a week at university. Yeah, did nine solid gold <laughs> tweets and left it at that. You know, you're like you're like a one hit wonder it kind was, of thing. It was fifteen thousand followers I have. Yeah, or was it fifteen? His name is Will. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyway, how are you, Matt? I'm really well, thank you. Um, I travelled down on a bus. Today. You did. You just had an overnight bus from uh, from Newcastle. From, well, no, from Yorkshire. Uh, from North Yorkshire all the way down to London, Victoria. That was six hours of fun. Uh, I am actually feeling surprisingly fresh for a six-hour coach ride from North Yorkshire, and I. I got like a couple of hours sleep, so that's all right. You know, uh, I was I, I sat quite close to the back, uh, next to the toilet, which stunk a bit, but was very cheap. So, I actually really, I actually do get quite nervous about using um, like toilets on a coach because I find it so difficult to stand up. Yeah, I've been... as a, a girl, you look. I'm not saying it's easier to be a girl. <laughs> Oh, this is right for the cutting. <laughs> Go on, Dan. Go on. But all I'm saying is, is they just sit down and it's quite stable. We have to try and, like, stand up and the coach is moving and I'm urinating all over the place. And it's kind of weird because, like, 
Have I've, you ever had it when you've gone in there and you've shut the door and the light hasn't come on and you're just in pitch black? Uh, well, and you're just like, well, this, what am I meant to do now? Well, I've done, uh, not on this coach journey before, and, and uh, you're balancing, kind of, you're wobbling all over the place trying to stay up, but also you're trying to pee at the same time. And it's like uh, With an erection often? No? <laughs> yeah. Can't, well, can't, uh, <laughs> No, that's staying in forever, Dan. And we're gonna. Uh, this is gonna be your downfall. That's what. I, uh, um, but um, you know, it's kind of weird because you kind of like oh, you're all over the place. But what happened is that the door didn't really shut properly, so you had to. And what happened? I didn't realise this. And I was going for a pee. I finally like got going, and the door kind of started swinging open. I was like, no! And the guy Chris kind of looked through, and uh, yeah, it was very awkward. Um, I've also had an awkward experience many years ago. I think it was actually on a National Express bus. I walked all the way, like, I was quite near the front. Even though I not often, I often go near the back half of the coach. I like it. It's quieter. People aren't getting on and off. It's yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but it, in this particular time, it was quite busy. I was near the front. I got up, walked towards the back, and it was really busy. So everyone was watching me, like, walk towards the, like, everyone's thinking, he's going to the toilet. And then I got there, and I pushed the handle, and it wouldn't open. I tried, like, pushing it forwards, backwards, wouldn't work. It just, it just did not do anything. And um, just as I was like awkwardly, I was there for like a good forty seconds, which is actually a really long time yeah. when everyone's staring yeah. at you. At a, you know, this guy can't even use the toilet door, and I kind of just like sheepishly like gave up, started walking back down the other half of the coach, and then the guy who was sitting opposite the toilet just went, <coughs> and then like sli- it was like a slidey door. So I was trying to push it like open or backwards. I was trying to push or pull it and it turned out it was just like a slidey door and he just like casually slid it open and went <coughs> and then like nodded at it like as if to be like hey I mate I did it for you and it was just so embarrassing what do you say to him well I just said oh, oh ha ha <laughs> just went in and shut the door I was oh, yeah. so nervous it was very embarrassing and then everyone I could tell that like, then it, I had the what well, that wasn't too bad it was the the hard part was when I then came out of the toilet yeah and everyone was like oh well done Everyone on the bus gave you a round yeah, of Finally, well well played, mate. You actually managed to use the toilet door. It was so embarrassing. I think and we... it was a slidey door and I didn't realise. Yeah. It didn't say, but it, I should have realised. It was quite In obvious. all fairness, mate. It was quite like, obviously a slidey door. You've got to give it a gotta give it a slide. Yeah, I was just push or pull, push or pull. Oh my God, it's not opening. Oh, well, I guess I'll... Well, I guess this... And I really did the toilet too, so I was like, oh no, I'm not going to be able to... I thought the the way that story was going to end is that you were trying to get in, but someone else was in there, but you were just like, uh, just rapidly... And I did that thing where I'm always a go to the toilet before you get on the bus kind of guy. Oh, you got to go for a try, mate. Which I did, right? But then what I did is I was like, I'll go to the toilet so that my, you know, I'll last the journey... And then just like got on the coach and down like a bottle of water. Oh yeah, which just immediately overrides the plan I just had to use the toilet before <laughs> I went. I have nothing else to add to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think we hit a really nice niche there of people who are interested in myths, comedic ramblings, and also toilet-based National Expresses. You know, toilet-based National Expresses. Uh, we've hit our niche. If we're going to do a new podcast, National Review and National Express, we go in a National Express place every week. Let's not do that. Now, also, we go to Peterborough Services. Yeah. Which is somewhere we've mentioned too often, actually. Yeah. I think we've only mentioned it like three times. But, oh, uh, it's, wow, it's... that's well, at least three, well, three too many. It's three too many. Yeah. I, I, cause I, have you uh, been to Peterborough Services recently? Uh, I, I haven't, but I will do soon. Next week, I'm travelling down to Kent and I'm going to go. You're going to be sure to stop off. Oh, it's like, the thing is, I, <laughs> I'm doing some stand up at the moment about, like, 
service stations because I spend a lot of my time there. Uh, and it, a service station is a weird place, if you know what I mean, because there's a lot of stuff that you don't need there. Like, I, I think it's in the realm of, like, an airport, but in, even sadder than an airport. Like, yeah. it's, no, it's just no man's land. That's Very it. transient. People, they know that people are only there for, like, an hour, best. What annoys me is that there's always, like, like five of the same coffee shop there, because, like... Uh, at Weatherby services, there's there's like three costas, right? Three like normal costas within the, the service stations, which only has like seven re- like stores, <laughs> and so there's three costas. And do you know what they did recently? They got a Costa Express in the DH Smith. Like there's literally less than a hundred yards away, there is a Costa machine uh, from Costa. And do you know what they did like last week? Genuinely. They built a Costa drive-through. Like that's five Costas. You don't need that many Costas. Do you know what else? I and this is probably the last thing we'll have to mention about this before we lose all of our viewers. And that is uh, this viewers. viewers this, this, say, mate, like, I, I would, I, you you, you struggle with the concept of a podcast, don't I you? Really, I really do. I really do. What is a podcast? It's, though? it's when people watch you talk about stuff. Uh, yeah, it's a vlog. That's what it is. <laughs> Sorry. Go so on. no one is for the last time. People aren't watching this. Uh, no. Why am uh, I wearing this bikini then, Matt? Because <laughs> you look radiant, and uh, oh. that's the terms and conditions for I make you do this. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. I don't do this for any, you know, fun or artistic gain. I do it just to watch you in a bikini. I'm like the high... No, let's not go down that. Uh, <laughs> um, what I was going to say about services, and this is something that I've always thought about, ever since I was a young kid, why is it that most service stations in the UK have that really weird 18s-only arcade yes, section? Yes, yes. What, what is that for? Who is... Who is gambling at a service station? Have you ever? I've no, never seen anyone never in seen there. Anyone, it's always got the lights off. No one's ever in at them. At what point between going for a coffee and going for a piss are you like, you know what? I fancy playing the deal or no deal in my game. <laughs> yeah. I really have. I fancy it right now. I've <laughs> never understood that. Yeah, and it's not even like you know when you go like bowling and they'll have like cool arcade games, <laughs> like you. The, the motor yeah, racing, yeah, and the, the guns, top, yeah, the yeah, yeah, time crisis and that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, but it's always like sad arcade, like yeah. proper like ga- like yeah. pub gambling machines. And I've never figured out how to use a fruit machine. You no know? one knows how, how, how to play? use a fruit. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, fruit machine, <laughs> pub machine, pub gambling machine is what I. <laughs> that's what I meant when I it said. It sounds that. like you're a radio <laughs> DJ. You weren't allowed to say a name of a yeah. band. Yeah, pub gambling machine. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, what is that about? Yeah, it's weird. It's, and also. Also, like, and I, like I said, I've never seen anyone using. Also, like, I, I mean, this is a general, as a whole thing, but particularly at a service station. Uh, I saw recently that you know, like in guy in, in a guy's restrooms, there's a, like a condom machine. Uh, yes. Who has ever been to a service station and thought, I think I might get lucky? Well, right now. I um, I actually think I've only ever seen one person uh, use a condom machine. Uh, that's how mirrors work, I guess. <laughs> I'm joking. It was it was a reflection based joke about me using that machine. Uh, so it was uh, no. I actually did. I was actually in a pub once, and um, a guy was buying condoms, but he was just taking them out of the machine as I walked in. Yeah, and we made like awkward eye contact, and he he was disappointed in himself that he was just a second a second. If he'd have taken the condoms a second earlier, he would have. I'd have come in and not realised that he'd have used the machine. But just because I entered just at the last possible moment. And he just kind of like had his, just picking them up off the little tray, the sad little tray that they come out of. And that's how we met, wasn't it, Dan? It was, yeah. <laughs> and then I asked him if he wanted to do a podcast. It's right there and then. But hey, I can really get behind this guy. Yeah, but I always Literally, because felt... he's got some condoms. Yeah, he was quite a young guy. I feel like he, 
He wasn't like a weird. You're probably envisioning like a creepy dude just at a condom machine. But he was like a. Well, he was yeah. just like, oh hey, hey. I hey. think if we're going to use this podcast for anything, we're going to promote safe sex then. Yes, we are. I like. I think we promote safe sex quite well because what we, we do, don't have any. Exactly. We <laughs> we promote it by really stick, just yeah. avoiding it by any cost. Accidental so. celibacy. Yeah. Dai, are you seeing anyone at the moment? Uh, no. Because we're too. I just told you earlier that you are you are now the guest who has entered my flat. The most consistently of all my friends or people I know, and then you actually didn't you today? I said I said that to you like, oh, I actually think you've been around my flat more than anyone else of my friends, and you were like, oh, you're not not seeing anyone at the moment. Obviously not, Matt. I literally just told you you are the person who has come around the most. Does that scream a man who? <laughs> and the sad thing is, like your friends, like, oh, is Matt coming around today? Are you? Uh... I'm like, no, we do a podcast together. It's like that's why you're single, both of you. <laughs> Anyway, I think we should do uh, our podcast now. Do you crack on? Yeah, let's crack on. We'll see you in a sec with our next. Hey, Dan, uh, we we have an email to read out. What's that? It's the email trumpet. That sounds very eerily similar to the trumpet I did for episode the episode four trumpet. No, that your episode four trumpet was like what? What was that? <laughs> Sounds like a really sad crow. I know. The wow. Wow. You went there. Yeah, I did. Mm. Anyway, his, his email by. Well, it's like our first email we want to kind of read out. Uh, it's by Katie. And she says, hey, guys, love the podcast and love the scoring at the end. Thanks, Katie. Thanks, Katie. She actually says more, but like, I just wanted to read out that bit just to highlight it. I reckon you would like the myth of Kronos, who castrated his dad and then swallowed all his children so they wouldn't do the same to him. And I think that's, um, we actually had an idea to do this podcast before Katie mentioned it, but I thought, well, essentially, Katie, you're getting the credit for this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We already decided to do it, but thank you. And also, um, Katie says this as well. Shall we read it out as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She also says, also, I'd like to know who you would cast in a movie of each myth with different actors. Thanks. That's Uh, a good question. And I think, uh... We might uh, might run out of time for this podcast, but I think we'll do a retrospective uh, in the future. And I think it might be good to... Kind yeah, of I mean, we'll do one quick one right now. Theseus, who would you cast as Theseus? Uh, um, from the top of my head, I don't really know that many actors, but let's say uh, Ryan Gosling? You'd have Ryan Gosling as Theseus. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, um, I didn't... I don't know. I already regret that decision. Yeah, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Because... He's quite cocky, isn't he? Daniel Day Lewis. Well, he could. Well, he could play. Every, he'd play anyone, couldn't he? <laughs> he could do everyone. In there, play everyone. If he's he just be, the Minotaur. Daniel Day Lewis. He's the Minotaur. And he's Ariadne as well. Yeah, the Minotaur would be like Andy Serkis or something, wouldn't it? Yeah, or like doing CGI. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be quite cool. Uh, Andy Serkis, uh, King Minos. You could have. Um... Well, I think you nailed him, so you, you can. You're you're an actor. You can do him. Who would play King Minos? I mean, we someone playing King Minos the same way. Art. Hello, everybody. That, that guy. <laughs> um, well, that you know who I think would play him is like Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, top notch. But but we'd think... make him look older though. Yeah, like a Lex Luthor kind of thing. Yeah, like he's yeah. just a little bit in, really insecure and just. And King Aegeus will be played by RuPaul. That is not. That is non-negotiable. Okay. Uh, and anyway, let's move on to this myth. Thank you, Katie. And uh, we're going to talk about Kronos. Yeah. 
Okay, so uh, Matt, this is your turn to read the myth today. Yes, so episode five, and um, please explain your myth my and myth. why you've brought it to the podcast today. I think it's like a show and tell, isn't it? It is uh, like a show and tell. I like it, but I thought I'd go for an origin story because I because uh, we did Prometheus uh, in the last episode. We did, and with Prometheus, uh, that was a good episode because it was an origin of humanity story. But I thought I'd go for an origin of God story. Way well. back was the very uh, beginning. Yes, it's like um, well, we're really looking at uh, the early years of the of the Titans and the gods as well. Uh, so I the, the the myth today is of Kronos, and Kronos is the uh, the father uh, of most of the gods, uh, and also he um, he's one of the most yeah we'll, we'll chat about it. He's like uh, a father of most of the gods, and also he's a creator of a lot of life within that universe as well. So uh, shall we get going, please? So uh, there's there's kind of three parts of this myth today because uh, Kronos comes in three parts, and we're going to take you to. Do I have to be here then for three? Uh, no, actually, you can leave now if you want. Uh, <laughs> finally, it's going to be Matt's mythical podcast with no damn roads. Finally. Wow, just I was joking, but oh, I've got, you are joking. I've got, you? got a new jingle. It's uh, welcome to Matt Smith's. <laughs> welcome to Matt Smith's. If you don't like damn roads, well, I'm gonna you're gonna enjoy this podcast and what it bodes. Welcome to Matt. Nailed that. That's why I'm a free. I'm a freestyle rapper right there. Eminem right here. Wow. My name is Matt Hoss, and I'm here to say I'm rapping here every single day. Yep. Anyway, so we're gonna take you back to the very early days of creation of the Greek myths. Uh, <laughs> I like how quickly we just ignored whatever you just did without math. Oh, oh, you just so casually just like anyway. <laughs> I thought it best if we didn't talk about it ever again. <laughs> I, 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 right, we need to crack on. But also, I'm, I, I would like to be a rapper. Oh, you really? I see you as a rapper. Should I rap this whole? No, <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> Lay down a beat, Dan. Waka waka. Gay, yeah, and Oranos had three races of children. Oh wow, it's already yeah, and it, it's already too good. Oh, well, guys, hit me for the next 50 minutes of this. Yeah, Dr. Dre, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, uh, NWA, uh, that's what they call me. Uh, Can't think of something funny that stands for NWA. <laughs> nice um, man with attitude, that's what it stands for. NWA. Do- NWA stands for nice man with attitude. I mean, the M asylum. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's crack on. So... Well, it starts off with uh, Gaia and Uranus, and uh, Gaia is uh, the mother of Earth and creation. Gaia is one of the first ever um, living creatures, and uh, she's kind of embodies of like Mother Nature and stuff like that. Uranus is also the father of the sky, uh, so he's kind of like that. This it's essentially the sky, um, uh, and uh, in in this uh, myth, we like to create like rankings. We have four different rankings. We have uh, life skills, morals, creativity. But bear this in mind, this is WTF. Uh, so uh, uh, WTF is one of our things. And uh, Gaia is the mother of Oranos. And because there wasn't that many people around that day, Oranos just started impregnating Gaia. So, uh, yeah. So, so the sun uh, and the mother. Yeah, so the sun on the sky um, started impregnating the mother. And it, they had three races of children. Uh, the Hecaton Hares, 
the Elder Cyclopses, uh, Cyclops, uh, and the Titans. And uh, they had many sons and daughters of Titans, but Cronus was the youngest Titan. Uranus, however, hated his children. He then locked the Hecatonaries and the Elder Cyclopes deep within Gaia, causing her great displeasure and pain. They were locked inside of her body. Uh, so, wait, okay, so... A mother has had children with her son. Yeah. To make three Titans. Uh, well, uh, no, uh, so there's three types of children. There's the Hecatonaries, uh, who are like kind of like monstrous kind of Oh, creatures. so it's not just like three children, like three no. different types of children. Yes. Okay, so I see, I see. It's kind of three speech, species. So okay. the Hecatonaries are kind of like, uh, uh, there's there's one called uh, Gyges, uh, who are like have a hundred arms and stuff like that. Uh then there's the Cyclopes. Uh, and then the Titans. Yeah, the okay. Titans. Is, Kronos being one of the youngest yeah. of the Titans. Yeah. Okay, I, I think see. there's about 12 Titans, but I think we'll, it says okay. it later on. And anyway, so the mother, they've had these children, a lot of children, clearly. Mm-hmm. And then they have... And then the son, also the father of these children, has locked these some of these children in their mother, a.k.a. their grandmother, also. Yeah. I mean, Christmas dinner is kind of awkward around their house. You know, just yeah. like yeah, it's, it's very incestuous. Right? But um, it was a different time back then. You know, it was uh, it was just you know you like, you can do that with your mum. Uh, and but the thing is, uh, Uranus hated his children, so he kind of locked them away. So <laughs> this is a very weird story. Also, I got this from GreekMythology.net, by the way. So this is uh, where it comes from. Angered at Uranus and his actions, Gaia then created a sickle from the strongest metal. Um, she actually got it out of a mountain and kind of created the sickle. Uh, she then gathered her remaining children, the Titans, urging them to take the scythe uh, so as to take vengeance against Uranus and free their brothers. Uh, the Titans, however, out of fear of their father, refused. Only Kronos was willing. He took the scythe and then convinced his older brothers, Hyperion... Here's some names I can't pronounce. Cosias, <laughs> uh, Cosias, Chrysias, and Iapetus. That, that was deeply uncomfortable by saying all of them. That's uh, the closest we're going to get. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to help them ambush their father, Ochanos, uh, the elder Titan, um, refused to help with the murder. Actually, from from my previous knowledge, uh, it was just it was only Cronos that did it. He. Uh, so there are all these Titans. They're all brothers. Kronos was the mum. The mum of these titans has said, "Hey, come on, kill your dad, come kill on. your dad," and they've all said, "Woo, no way!" Nah. And Kronos, who's the youngest, is like, "I'll do it, mum." Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how it sounds. Eerily similar to King Minus. <laughs> like, my, my voice acting repertoire is. <laughs> Dan, have you got any jobs in the industry at the moment? <laughs> uh, no, no, uh, yeah. No, I haven't. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> So, uh, so one apparently one of the brothers refused to do it, but I think all of the brothers uh, and sisters refused to do it. But anyway, Uranus uh, came down to the earth to lay with Gaia. They ambushed their father. Uh, they, they actually, oh, so they've ambushed him whilst he's on his way to have sex with their mum. The, well, that's uh, oh, this is uh, so weird. In the story I heard, what happens is that uh, <laughs> uh, Cronus kind of hides in the mountain, and because uh, he has to scythe ready to kind of uh, do his bidding, and uh, Gaia's like, "Oh, I'm kind of." Have to, you know, I'm gonna try and because she hates Uranus so much, and uh, it's like oh, I'm just gonna try and seduce him, uh, and that. So Uranus um, comes down, and is like, "Hey, Funky Town, <laughs> that's what sex is, right?" Yeah, yeah that's how that <laughs> uh, works. And uh, he g- goes to have sex with him, and he talks about how awkward uh, like Cronus is. He's like, "Ooh, watch my mum and dad have sex." Ooh. And, he goes, hey, and what he does next, he does out of awkwardness because he doesn't want to watch it any longer. Um, 
So they, the four of them ambushed their father, holding him down by his arms and legs. Kronos castrated Uranus and threw his genitals into the sea as an insult to Okanos for not helping him with the uh, murder. Which How is- would that be an insult to the older brother? Because uh, I think he might, uh, if you threw into the sea, he might be like a sea god or something like that. He might, okay, his realm might I be see. the sea. So he's like, oh, why are you throwing our dad? Oh, God, I'm coming ten- you- My dad's genitals. <laughs> oh, God, no. Imagine you're, imagine you're one of five brothers. And uh, you're the eldest and you say, look, I really don't want to participate in the murder of our dad. And you no. are the four, the four, yeah, the four <laughs> brothers are like, fine, you idiot. They leave for the day. Yeah. Meanwhile, they come back. Uh, having ambushed their father whilst they were about to sleep with your mother and they just walk into your bedroom and oh thanks for not helping today oh by the way we got you something and they, they throw your oh, their, god, yeah, your, oh god oh. your father's genitals at your face <laughs> you say imagine that does happen on a regular <laughs> basis for me North Yorkshire uh, <laughs> Oranos's blood spilled across the earth and from it came forth the Gigantes, sorry, that's, um, as I mentioned earlier, the Gigantes and the Furies as well. Uh, These are two kind of hateful and kind of spiteful creatures. Where Kronos threw Oranos' genitalia, seam foam started to form from uh, the sea. I don't don't think that's foam. (laughs) Dan, we sat in your bed, there's a lot of sea foam. The the sea was freshwater before uh, they did that. Now it's very salty. Yeah. Uh, Uh, so sea foam start to form and from this Aphrodite a god sprung forth from it wait so Aphrodite she's the god of love right she's beautiful yeah Yeah. she's meant to be like the most beautiful thing (laughs) to ever I did not realise that in the creation story she was formed of the sea foam of a of a cut off spunky cock Uh, yeah no that's that's exactly what happened yeah I just assumed she was like, if the story was going to make Aphrodite from anything, it would be from like a flower or from, you know what I mean? uh, Aphrodite's a feminist. Not some genitalia foaming in the sea. Well, you know. God, I'm sorry, where I was trying to (laughs) go. I don't know how we keep in our pants for a whole hour. Also, way to go on picking a myth that has really easy names to pronounce. That's all right so far, that's fine. Just uh, uh, the next, oh. So uh, that happened, and uh, from that, again, the, the version I read, that uh, guy was actually instantly kind of remorseful, because uh, Cronus was quite giddy with the fact he just cut off his father's balls, and she was like, ah, oh, probably shouldn't have done that. Uh, but in this version, it's slightly different. I like how only now she's regretting getting her four children to <laughs> cut off the penis of their dad. Yeah. She's like, ooh, I don't think I've been the best, I don't think Maybe- this is my parenting 101. Maybe I could have talked to him first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eventually... Gaia took a new husband, Pontus, uh, and later Tartarus, and Kronos had become the new king and the ruler of the universe. Don't you think Pontus sounds like a really, like, a very square stepdad? It's like, welcome to Pontus, you know, it's like, hi, I, uh, I, uh, I build sheds for a living. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like quite a square stepdad. Yeah, yeah. I also, um, that last sentence, um, all of that happened very quickly. Yeah. She's got a new husband. She took a new husband, Pontus, and later... T- she has three, two more husbands after this happens. Yeah. Well, t- And Kronos, all, all of a sudden, has just become the new king and ruler of the universe. Yeah. How has he managed that? Is well, it because everyone now knows that he's the top he, dog? Yeah, because he cut off... Uh, he, he kind of... He took down, the initiative. Uh, Oranus was like the leader, and he kind of... He was an initiator, he was a ringleader, and he... Because he did that act, he was the one that kind of uh, uh, became the king as well. 
from this, we move on to the, the kind of second part of the myth. <laughs> um, and now, uh, this is very good, even saucier. Let's just not beat around the bush here. Cronus had a sister called Rhea, and Rhea kind of had the hots for Cronus uh, because he uh, he's a he's a scythe slinging badass. Uh, well, I also look if your parents are actually your mum and dad are actually mum and son. Okay, mm-hmm. I feel like the realms of brother and sister hooking up is, is not beyond the fine. If it's not beyond the family dynamics, do you know what I mean? <laughs> You're not like you're not like oh yeah. this is a bit weird. You just think it's normal because oh yeah, your parents are also yeah, and there's literally about like ten people. There's literally about <laughs> like ten people, and you're all brothers or sisters, yeah, but, or stepdads, or you know they're all in some way yeah. related. Uh, it's like uh, it's like the wedding I went to recently. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> so Cronus has married so, his sister. Cronus married his sister Rhea, and they had six children: Hestia, Demeter, Hera, Hades. Poseidon and Zeus. I've heard of them. Yeah, those are the main... They're uh, the gods. Those are the main gods. So, before Cronus castrated him, Oronos said uh, to his son, uh, uh, I will curse you, I'll curse that your children will be the end of you. Um, you I'll curse that your children will overthrow you. Uh, that's the kind of thing. So, uh, it goes on to say, in favour of his far- father's words that one of his own children would overthrow him, what he did is he... Uh, he as soon as the children were born, Kronos uh, would take the child from Rhea and just eat them whole. He's what? Say I'll, I'll, I'll repeat the whole thing, okay? In fear of his father's words that one of his own children would overthrow him, he then swallowed the children after they were born. Right, that makes perfect sense. Because he was like, oh, my children are going to overthrow me. I Did better I... just eat them. Why have children in the first place? Well, you know... Contraception is hey not guys, a thing. promote safe sex here. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> yeah. wants to sleep with his sister. He can't he, help he himself. He should have went to a service station. He's got a condom machine. And, he should have. Uh... <laughs> well, he should be with his sister first of all. But like you said, there I are mean, only ten people in the world, so let's you know, let's cast assertions and then return. Do you know what I like though about this Greek myth already more than perhaps dare I say it, the whole Adam and Eve thing? Yeah, is like they're already straight from the bat willing to accept. <laughs> Look, guys, there weren't many people around. Yeah. They're all related, yeah, all right? Yeah. We're just going to throw it out there. And Let's not make it weird. I kind of like the... I like Greek gods because they they have so many flaws to it. Each character has such a flaw and they're not perfect in any way. It's not like... A, and they're kind of... It's very human, uh, their reactions. They're very realistic. I kind of like that they fuck up all the time as well yeah. and literally fuck each other as well. Yeah. However, when Rhea was pregnant, and understandably, she was quite upset every time her child was eaten. Yeah. Know? So, uh... Rhea was pregnant with her sixth child, Zeus. She went to a cave on Mount Ida in Crete. Again, Crete. We're back in Crete. Uh, where she gave birth to him in private. Rhea then took a boulder provided to her by Gaia. Gaia was like... Gaia, her mum. Yeah. It's like, oh, I kind of feel bad that, you know, Cronus is, like, killing his kids. It's a bit like... It's a, she kind of wanted to help Rhea. So Gaia gave her a boulder, which she wrapped in a blanket, which she gave to Cronus instead of Zeus. Rhea left Zeus on the island of Crete where he grew up. And I don't think it's mentioned here, but Zeus essentially grew up with a lot of nymphs and kind of a lot of woodland creatures and stuff like that. So he kind of, he had this uh, pest on early on. You know, he was a bit of a player with the <laughs> nymphs. <laughs> like me. <laughs> I'm so lonely. <laughs> anyway, she had also sent a goat named Amethalia and a few other nymphs to tend to him as they raised him deep within a cave. 
just a normal childhood. Uh, just a normal childhood being raised in a cave by some nymphs. I don't see anything... That sounds like a sitcom, It's actually it? the most normal thing that's happened so <laughs> yeah, far, yeah. so I can't... It's really... a weird story, right? <laughs> Once he grew to a formidable age, he was nearly ready to combat Kronos. Zeus married the goddess of prudence, Metis, for he needed her good advice. Metis was a kind of older lady kind of thing. Zeus gained the position of Cronus' uh, cub-bearer. He gave Cronus a mixture of mustard and wine to drink. Some sorts say nectar. I like how it, it did that bit in brackets as if like uh, it seems academic. So, ooh, we've checked our sources. <laughs> Cronus thought it would make him more powerful, but to his surprise, he started throwing up. And from this, he started throwing up all his children. Yeah, it says instead he vomited his children. Hmm. So what happens? So what happens there is there's a sort of rebirth. Um, a lot of this story, let's be honest, this story isn't great because it's skipping out quite a lot. But what would happen um, with that boulder? It kind of stopped. It's like, oh god, I got a bit of indigestion here. It's kind of stopped more children from being produced. So when um, when Zeus, his like son, is his cupbearer, uh, it says cupbearer in there, but it's definitely meant to be cupbearer. He uh, kind of pour this poison and he starts throwing up, and all the all of his brothers in reverse order, uh, brothers and sisters, come out. And so, since Zeus is technically the youngest, technically, he's now the oldest. Uh, they, they're all rebirthed in the opposite order. Oh, I see. So, okay. yeah. I.e. the order they were swallowed. Yeah, well, it's, it's the reverse, reverse of that. Yeah. So, so, um, the last to be swallowed is the first to come out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, does Kronos know that Zeus is his child? Not when he's given the, the cup back. No, so, he's just like employed this yeah. guy that he doesn't realise is being... He yeah. looks a bit like it, he's got a moustache on. <laughs> yeah. oh, like a Groucho Marx kind of yeah. disguise. But surely he knew his wife was pregnant. What does he think happened? Uh, well, he, he ate the baby and was just like, oh, that, that, that felt... Oh, good. of course he thinks he's eating the baby, but yeah. it's the boulder, of course. Yeah. I'm uh, with you, I'm with you. But imagine, like, imagine how weird that would be. Like, it's very heavy for a baby. Why would you not look to see if it was... Well, but, well, he was in... I, I don't know, maybe... And how would you make the rock look like it as well? Is it just... Is there a face on it? It's like or? a smiley face. Is it, it, you yeah. know what? It's in Castaway with Wilson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it like that? I assume so, yeah. All the gods are kind of rebirthed and Kronos is kind of very ill. Um, and this is a bit I don't really know about, so let's read for this. Um, so this is going on uh, from this. Enraged by their father's cannibalism, the six gods then declared war on Kronos. The three most powerful gods, Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades. You know, there was oh, female gods, you know, but... Uh, well, you said it, not me. You know, but, like, I think this needs... Feminist... They're the three gods that we all know about, Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades. Yeah, and, um, obviously... As it... They're brothers. And uh, I'm sure... We'll talk about it in a sec. Yeah, the three brothers who are, you know, they're ready to kick some butt. They went... Down to Tartarus, and they freed their uncles, the Elder Cyclopes and Hecaton Hares. In gratitude, the beings allied with the gods. The Cyclopes uh, forged their brother's powerful weapons, Zeus, a lightning bolt, Poseidon, a trident, and Hades, a helm. <laughs> Imagine if like, they were given those prizes out, right? And they're just like, uh, uh, oh, uh, Zeus, you get a lightning bolt? Cool. Uh, Poseidon, you get a trident, you can stick some people with this. Hades? A helmet! <laughs> so I don't have to use Although my... Although you missed out that it grants the wearer invisibility. So it's actually not just a helmet, is it? Yeah, but It's an invisibility on. helmet. He's, he's obviously the nerd of the group, isn't he? Yeah, but if I was like, a lightning bolt, pretty sweet, a trident, pretty sweet, here's a helmet. Oh, uh, what? Oh, by the way, FYI, turns you invisible. Oh, oh, well, I guess it's okay then. That's well, pretty cool, Matt. 
I bet, I bet they just gave it to him because they felt bad. It was like, oh, should we get something for Hades, you know? Oh, it's probably a helmet would do. Make it invisible so he can kind of stand in the background and feel helpful. <laughs> um, so out of those three gods, what do you reckon you and me are? Because I think I'm a, probably a Zeus figure. Oh, he's definitely a Zeus. <laughs> definitely a Zeus. I'm very commanding and assertive, aren't I? Yeah, you? very commanding and assertive. I'm probably a Poseidon, because I make people wet. He's the god of sea, right? <laughs> the sea from all over your bed, Dan. <laughs> oh, that image just stayed with me. Um, um, I don't know who I'd be. Probably Hades. Uh, I actually think he's a badass. You're taking the mick out of him. He's got a helmet that makes him invisible. That is cool. Yeah, in all fairness, yeah. Also, when I think of Hades, I think of Rafe Fiennes in Wrath of the Titans. Oh, I've never seen that. My plays Hades. Thank Zeus you. is played by a little-known actor called uh, Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson. I, yeah, I know not... that. But also... Um, uh, th- those three things are also indicative of um, what they'd later rule. Because Zeus is obviously, he's the lord, well, he's... Uh, god of gods. Yeah, god of gods, but he's also king of Olympus as well. So he's kind of, uh, he's king of the sky, Poseidon's the king of the sea, uh, also Hades the king of the, and the god of the underworld as well. So there's kind of those three tiers, if you know what I mean. For ten long years, the gods wage a brutal war against the Titans, slowly conquering their realms and forcing them into Mount Othorus. On the final battle, the Hecaton Ares raised Cronus' palace on Mount Ophrys, and Zeus sheared Ophrys' peak with his lightning bolt, toppling Cronus from his throne. The Titans were defeated and chained. Zeus then took Cronus' scythe, which he used to cut off his father's balls, and eviscerated his father into pieces. He cast them into the dark pit of Tartarus, along with the other Titans who were supported Cronus. Atlas was condemned to hold the burden of the sky for the rest of his life. So all those titans that um, had helped his father were locked underground, you know. Yeah. Have you seen Hercules? The, yeah. The one? No, they're all locked in there. That's yeah. uh, the titans. Okay. So they had a kind of like eternity to kind of uh, do that. And then the gods exist and they become the rulers of the They've universe. kind of taken the place of the, of the titans. And that's how Zeus was born, how all the gods were born. And that's like the... First proper origin story of the universe as well. Okay, it explains. Yeah, that's good. That's interesting, right? It was very interesting. Did it you? was very WTF. Yeah. Well, we're going to mark it right now, so we'll just go into the outro. Hey there, my name is Matt Huss, and in this link, I have an American accent, and I advocate the safe use of missed podcasts in small doses. So. Uh, welcome back. We're going to mark this uh, in four different categories now. Uh, we did this with every single myth. We have life skills. So stuff we learn, practical skills we can use uh, in our day-to-day life. Morals. Uh, the stuff we learn how to become better people. Uh, yep. Three, creativity of the myth. So it's uh, a little bit... How much thought has gone into the writing of it, the the concept? And yeah, the, the whole kind of... Uh, how good a story is it, basically? Yeah. yeah. And then the WTF factor, which we don't need to tell you, which is just how fucked up this whole thing is. Uh, and I think we might have our first 10 out of 10 here. Yeah, I think it's pretty pretty close. Um, so let's start with life skills. Life skills, not much, actually. Well, we learned, think? learned that incest is okay. Uh, <laughs> that's more morals. That's more morals, that's what uh, I mean. Life skills, I learned how to kind of create a, a scythe. I learned how to cut off uh, my farmer's balls. Uh Oh, that's true. We did learn how to make a scythe from a mountain. I, I learned how to disguise a baby, baby as, as a rock. <laughs> as a rock. That's, uh, or a rock as a baby. And that's got to be a, life, yeah. uh, a vital life skill. Can I be honest? I'm going to have to give it... Look, I'm looking back at the last scores we gave. 
The last episode, Prometheus has the lowest of all life skills. We gave it 2 out of 10. And this, I would say, is equal to, if not worse. So I'm um, going to give it at least a 1 or I, 2 I out of 10. I think because we learned that we learned some war skills in the offense. We learned how to destroy titans and gods and how to imprison them. Uh, I think that we learn how to poison someone with uh, mustard and that's wine. That's true. That's true. I three it, out of ten. I think I think three out of ten. Uh, I'm good at arguing this, aren't I? Yeah. Prometheus only got two out of ten last week because he um, all we really learned is how to make fire, which in offense is quite a big one, but not enough to sustain it really. Yeah. Let's move on to morals. Morals. I mean, there's a lot of incest in this. So a ten. lot of. <laughs> A lot of incest. Learn, learn, basically... Don't eat your children. Don't eat your children. Also, don't... don't sleep with your mother. Yeah. Don't sleep with your sister. This don't <laughs> cut off the genitals of your father. Maybe just... Learn. Don't throw the genitals of your father into the sea. Unless, for some bizarre reason, you want to make the hot, already hot woman. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, but also, maybe just learn to chat to your family, you know. Just Yeah, have family meetings. This is why it's important to have dinner together. Yeah, you know. It's, uh, we're, we're How was your, your day? Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't connect with each other anymore. No, no. It's just a body. Um, um, honestly, it's like a four uh, out of ten. But, I don't know. Uh, we, yeah. It depends. Are we rating it high? Because there are a lot of, ooh... Don't do this. Or are we rating it low because the morals aren't good morals, if you know what I mean? Hmm. Well, um, we're just... Well, it's like... And off that basis... It's what we learned from what we I would go, we rate it high. Because if you remember Minotaur and Theseus, the very first episode, we gave that an 8 out of 10. And that's because he did some terrible things, but that's why we ranked it high. Because we said, you shouldn't do these things. We learned from it. Yeah, i.e., you know, know, he did some terrible things, Theseus. He's a bad boy. Yeah. Um, so I think, well, this is probably like a seven. I think probably seven, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's, well, yeah, I think seven's fair because we're learning kind of uh, uh, to kind of, you know, maybe not ambush your family. That'd be quite nice. So creativity. Creativity is high. A I, lot of thought, a lot, lot of stuff. Uh, it's, it's a very, yes, yeah, a big origin myth. You know, a lot happens. It comes in three parts. There's the... Oranos and the Gaia bit, the castration of Oranos. Uh, There's all these different races of people. There's Aphrodite coming out of the sea. Uh, yes. He's v- eating and then vomiting his children. Uh, Zeus getting, is being raised by a goat. Getting dick slapped by your dad's genitals. <laughs> <laughs> that, should, that should definitely be yeah. an extra point for more. Creativity is out of 10. Uh, what did you say? 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10? Yeah. Uh, maybe 9? or Well... Let's say eight. I think I'm going to say eight only because I feel like for it to be a ten out of ten or a nine out of ten, cre- nine out of ten for creativity was Juno and the Rivals, and we gave that a really high creativity because I think that has the edge on this creativity-wise because Juno and the Rivals. I feel like the story arc was better. This jumps quite a bit, doesn't it? In all fairness, I think it was really, perhaps yeah, not the fault yeah, of the myth. It's yeah, more yeah. perhaps the text. Yeah, that's right, GreekMythology.net. I think it was that. Uh, anyway. If it isn't, I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> We've slandered your name for Yeah, we just got sued for no reason. Uh, and the final category, WTF. It's got to be a 10 out of 10. I mean, we've talked about this all the way through, but let's just go through it, right? So, incest, murder, castration, imprisonment, uh, marrying your sister, eating your babies, that's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Making someone out of the dissolving fluid... 
of a cut off penis. Uh, dick slapping your, your brother. brother uh, yeah. uh, oh. with, with his dad's penis. Yeah. <laughs> That's that what makes that seem weirder. Hey bro, how's your day? Hey, guess what this is? Also, uh, stuff like uh, uh, Hades' helmet, where you so that's invisible. That's obviously lesser end WTF, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, this this really is a uh, a crazy myth. It's a lot going on, and obviously with Gaia and Oranos as well. Um, I think it's a pretty overwhelming one. Yeah, is that our first ten out of ten as well? It is our first ten out of ten for any category. Yeah, well, hopefully not our last. I, I I think it was worth it though. It was. So, Overall, what do we have? We have 3 out of 10 for life skills, 7 out of 10 for morals, 8 out of 10 for creativity, and 10 out of 10 for WTF, giving us a total score of... 28! Puts it in second place. So what's it behind? Oh, well, it's one behind this episode 2, Juno and the Rivals. Oh, if it got another point for creativity, it would have been equal? It would have been equal. So it's second. Good maths. Yeah, I... <laughs> Dan, right, I'm many things, but a mathematician, I'm not. I'm yeah. an Aegean boat specialist first. But he does deserve to be there, it does. Because June and her rivals was a particularly good one, if people remember back to episode two. That was yeah. when Io gets made to a cow <laughs> yeah. to uh, yeah. make Zeus pretend. Zeus is, plays quite a big part in both of these. Well, In this, he's all-powerful. In June and her rivals, quite the opposite. Well, that's that's when we see Zeus's flaw. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, well, what happens is that um, when they overthrow the the, the gods, there's that honeymoon period where they're invincible, but then they turn into real life characters. You know what I mean? And they start uh, as we see with cheating Kronos, and making up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, that was a fun episode. Dan, since you know you've got the paper in front of you, would you like to read out the social media? Because you can can get in touch with us. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. It's great to uh, have you um, check out the podcast as well. If you can, uh, please tell your friends. It's obviously a free podcast, so if you can uh, just share it with your friends, uh, share it on social media, uh, and you know if if you can give us five stars on iTunes as well, that'd be great. Because uh, the more you uh, review and share, the the better, and the, the more people listen to it, and the bigger fan base we get, and the more we can make millions. Uh, but you can also get in contact with us in these particular ways. Take it away, Dan. You can tweet us at Myth Podcast, or if you fancy tabby tabby tabbing on your keyboard, you can email us at mythspodcast at gmail dot com. That's myths m i f f s podcast p o d c a s t at gmail dot com. And what's uh, I haven't written on there, Dan? What's our Facebook? Uh, Myth Podcast. Please for the love of God, be <laughs> Please for the love of God, be this podcast. Uh, it is, isn't it? It's actually uh, if you go on, type in nationalexpress.com. <laughs> no, it's at this podcast. Yeah, it's it's uh, so yeah. yeah. So give us a like, uh, send us a tweet, and if you want us to uh, review and kind of talk about a myth of your choice, just get in contact with us, and we'll might do it on a later episode. Uh, so I think it's time for us to leave then. Uh, well, I'm going to leave. Matt, we discussed this. We only have 55 minute slots to do the podcast, and then you've got to get out of the house. Oh, I thought I was staying here tonight. I didn't really want to talk about that on the podcast. Are we breaking up? No. You're breaking up with me on the podcast? Bye!
Fearing Cronus would hear Zeus crying, Rhea sent nymphs to make no noise so loud. <laughs> like I do on a Saturday night. He's saying that you cry really loud on Saturday night. <laughs> yes, I That's do. That's literally exactly what you just said. I don't think that joke... It's not a joke. You were thinking like, oh, like I do. Like you, I think in your head you thought you meant yeah. you were... Because you were making sexy noises. No. Just... But you're actually crying. You literally read in the same sentence, Zeus is crying and then went like I am on Saturday night. Zeus is a god. You're not. Like me. Oh. 